But I want to talk about, we talk a lot about why Spain, we talked last time about why Spain and Italy dominate uh, this sport. And, you know, why America's not there, and I mentioned in terms of population and that sort of thing. But as I was watching this round at Navarra, I started thinking, Spain has five circuits where world-class motorcycle racing takes place. Navarra now, Aragon, Catalonia, Barcelona, Jerez. In Spain. That's unbelievable. And, you know, um, it's not in Spain, but, you know, Portugal's right on the edge of that, too. So Well, know, and yeah. they have two. Yeah. They have Portimao and Estoril. Mm -hmm. And so if you think that, Spain has 46, almost 47 million people. And they have five world-class, I would say close to world-class motorcycle circuits. I, I think all of them, that, that facility looked pretty good to me. And that track looked pretty cool as well. On a bike like ours, I think that, that track would be a lot of fun because we don't have quite as much power as those guys. So I think it would be a lot more fun for us. But I, but this is, this is the real reason is that motorsport means so much in general, motorsport, cars, bikes, whatever, yeah, yeah. means so much to the people there. It's a way of life and it's a culture. It's nothing to do with something in the water and heritage and any of that. It's a culture. And <clears throat> until we get back to the culture where racing is really cool and really big and popular, we're, we're going to struggle against a country like Spain or a country like Italy or any European country for that matter, because if you think about it, England has two in Silverstone, Silverstone and Donington. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it, Spain. I mean, we've got way more I mean, than that if you if you want to look at. Oh you know, well, right. Is, they have a lot of yeah, tracks for for per but, capita but, for you know kind of land area yeah. that they're taking up. You know. You well, know, I know, but I see them jumping on some of the tracks. And I'm like, Cadwell, nope. Yeah, Cadwell. Cadwell. Park, I'm not know, doing. You can um, keep Cadwell Park. That will never be on my track day <laughs> list. Uh, or I might do it on a bicycle. You know, but you know, but no. So yeah, so there you go. I mean, I mean UK, think uh, about Italy too. Yeah. Think about Italy, Misano, Mugello, Imola. Yep. Um, I, I I mean the list goes on. So it, it just starts to add up. So that occurred to me, and and I started chatting with um, our friend Dan, and I said he said he said something interesting. He knows you know what, we should bring back tobacco and alcohol sponsorships. And I laugh because, you know, we obviously don't do that because we don't want people being influenced and doing things that are harmful, and I get it. Yeah. However, remember the golden age of motorsport in the United oh, absolutely. States? Absolutely, 100%. That was the golden age of motorsport yep. and, and, when you know, tobacco and alcohol was all over it. And, you know, as they have all the money. we're not used to some of the sponsors that we see, you know, in a MotoGP, at least I'm not, you know, but some of these sponsorships, or some of these sponsors, I have looked them up, you know, and it... The, that's what they have. They're alcohol sponsorships, I believe, you know? A lot of energy drinks now, so Red Bull and Monster have all the money. Um, so that's my thing, Moto America. You want to get big again? Let's bring back the tobacco and alcohol sponsorships. Money will start flowing. Racing will start getting good. And we'll have ourselves a, a ding-dong championship, man. It'll be good. 
I think bring it back. Bring it back. NASCAR, do it. Motorcycle racing, do it. So because I remember when this started, when they started not being able to put, when they would go to certain countries, they couldn't put the tobacco name or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, Camel sponsored Yamaha. And instead of putting Camel, they would put Go and Galoisis. They would put Go with all the exclamation points on it. This was back in the early 2000s. And so the some countries would worry about it. But now you can't do it. And I think we're struggling for money and sponsorships. So now we have to find where that money is. And it is in energy drinks. But also, I think, let's go cryptocurrency. Well, Crypto's got to start making some millionaires. How about the CBD oil Yamaha R1 in Moto America? We could we could have that sponsored. You know, there would be some parent group talking about how their kid is using CBD oil. Even though it doesn't have THC in it, you don't get high. You don't have people. People can't discern the difference, bro. They can't do it. They just I don't. They can't do it. It's the same. There's the same parent group, the watchdog group, that stopped all the alcohol because, I mean, I never, I used to watch Dale Earnhardt race and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and all those guys. I never once wanted to drink a beer because there was a Miller Lite NASCAR or I never wanted to smoke a cigarette because of the Lucky Strike Suzuki from Kevin Schwantz or the Camel Yamaha from Valentino Rossi. But maybe I'm just not easily influenced. I don't know. But that's our answer. Bring back tobacco and alcohol sponsorships, and our championship will go through the roof. <laughs> I like it. Never going to happen. No. I like it, it too, but it's never going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so back to my point about the tracks. I mean, this just illustrates the difference in importance people put on motorsport in Europe versus the United States. Um, you have one world-class track basically for every 9 million people, 9 million and change. And we have one world-class track for 330 plus million people. Wow, that um, that really illustrates it. It does. That number really is, illustrates it to me. I told you I like numbers, man. I told I like you. It. Um, so, you know, that's that's where I'm at. This is the state of motorsport in the United States. And, and I think we got we to gotta try to find ways to make it more popular. You and I are doing our part by yakking on here for hours at a time. So, I mean, who doesn't want to listen to us? Am I right? Well, that's true. Uh, I mean, we are, as mentioned earlier, we are the most popular Moto America World Superbike, uh, MotoGP, South Bay, Southeast United States-based uh, Moto podcast. Wow, that, that was that painful? Did that, it did it hurt a little bit? I stumbled I mean, over it felt that. like it really hurt did. a little bit. <laughs> I tripped over that a little bit. So. That broadcasting school is really paying off. You know, I've, I, got, a, I've got a face for radio, so. Yeah. Hey, me too. That's why we're friends. But, so... Let's talk about some of the other news right now. Let's talk about, you know, um, Vinales is no longer riding for Yamaha the rest of the year. You made a good point. Is Can we see him on an Aprilia this year? Yeah. I, thought, I, I don't know. I don't know the contract language. I don't know. I, I'm curious because that would be very interesting if he came back. But also you made some good points about what you saw as possible ripple effects from this Vinales and Yamaha parting ways. Let's talk about that for a minute. Get into it. Yeah, I texted you about that because I, I saw an article and I, do, I dove into it and read it just a little bit. And and I didn't know this, um, 
But Maverick Vinales's dad owned a team, a Vinales Racing Team, in World Supersport 300, and they had partnered, obviously, with Yamaha, and they were using R3s. Um, after the check most round um, in World Superbike, the that partnership was terminated, um, citing poor results. So, um, you know, this all happened, obviously, around, you know, very similar time frames to when the Vinales meltdown started a few weeks ago um, at Assen. You know, the, the awkward celebrations, the the the, the right. invitations, the announcement that the term, the partnership was going to terminate at the end of 2021. Uh, um, and, it, you know, then we go into that World Superbike round at Most. Um, the, the Vinales team splits its ties with Yamaha. Now we have a, an, a weekend at the Red Bull and uh, in the Styrian GP at the Red Bull ring and um, Vinales tries to blow his bike up and then an immediate fall, you know, just complete meltdown. And, and to me, I, I still say it, I'll say it again. Maverick Vinales is the luckiest. He should go out and buy a lottery ticket right now that he hasn't grenaded his career and still has a ride next year. In my opinion, this to me hey. is one of the most unprofessional things and the way that the family, I think that it has kind of spread out, you know, because now this puts his cousin without a ride. Um, the, the, the Vinales racing team, um, there's, it's assumed that they'll be switching over to, you know, obviously probably a Kawasaki Ninja 400 in the, in the super sport 300 class. Um, and then I would say that his, uh, you know, Isaac Vinales in Superbike, he's probably pretty thankful he's on a, uh, uh, Kawasaki right now and not on a Yamaha. Ooh, that would, would be um, awkward, you, wouldn't it? You know, I would imagine that that would go away as well, too. That partnership would probably be terminated, um, you know, along with what's going on uh, with the VRT and also directly with Maverick. Um, but, but no, you know, to me, it's just, it's so unprofessional. It's so ungrateful. Um, it, you have kids and, and people that are trying to come and riders that are trying to get to the world stage that this is what they want to do this is their dream and and i'm not saying that this isn't maverick vinales's dream to be a MotoGP champion I, I i'm sure it is he wouldn't be there if it wasn't his dream right he wouldn't be the rider that he is on a saturday afternoon if it wasn't his dream but what this guy shows up and does on sunday is not the same as what he shows up and does on a saturday or a Friday, and it's not the same. And he has no, there's no consistency. There's no follow through into what that dream is. Almost, you, you know, he can throw down a fast lap, but he can't do it twenty times and then bring home a checkered flag consistently. Race after now, race he after can race. do it. He's he's won some races. He can't do it race after race. That's right. what I said. He can't do it race right. after race after race. So no, you know, I said that first. You said it after I said it. You actually interrupted me and you started. You overlapped. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. You keep going. You're, what, I, I like what you're saying so far. Well, depending on how, you know, and you, you, you replied, you know, when I made the comment about Aprilia, it was, you know, you're not sure how the, con the contract was structured. Well, th from what I understand... This is immediate. You, you know, like this relationship is over. They, they are Facebook official, broken Correct. up. They're not to get, you know, there is no Yamaha, Vinales, um, you know, relationship anymore. 
and it's it, it appears to be a very bad breakup. You know, if you read the comments of of this immediate um, separation a few a week or so ago, the terminology that both parties used were absolutely scripted. They were they they appeared read off to me to be honest with you because they you could almost you could put Vinales, oh, 100%. you could put Vinales's comments over top of Lynn Jarvis's comments and they would be the exact they would they would mirror each other you know and to me that I think that if Aprilia would be interested in him riding on an Aprilia um you know before the end of the season maybe they make that move but I also think that that might be a it could it could backfire on them if he doesn't have the the result that everyone's that he wants or that everyone's expecting you know because you they don't want to put him in a position to where he's going to implode again at another manufacturer you know they I think they want to give him the the time off they they should give him the time away um, to get back to get his mind right again to get you know back to square one and then to turn around and be able to go test on the bike if he can uh, you know at um, at the end of the season and then beginning of next season I think that's the so, best bet for Maverick Vinales. Uh, yeah I, I I would be surprised if he's on an Aprilia again this this year and the reason is is because I'm sure there's language in that contract that states if you've done something that detrimental to the team or the bike we can fire you and block you from you know riding with another team you can't yeah yeah, exactly exactly so we'll see what happens i'd be very interested to see um if he shows up in a priya we can know that i was totally wrong and that i'm very surprised about their contract writing and i would send them a resume because they need a better one um Secondly, to your point about this being unprofessional and all that, it, it 100% was. And I, I thought about this when I saw a pre-assigned him. The reason Maverick is frustrated is because Maverick isn't winning. So do you think Maverick's going to win in a pre Because if he's not going to win, are we going to see more of the same? It's just, I don't, at this point, Maverick needed a job, so he took it. But even before he got... He was leaving before because he was frustrated about not winning at Yamaha for whatever reason. And your idea was to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Aprilia, who has never even been on a podium. You can't control yourself long enough to not get fired from that job, in my opinion. You, You don't have... The temperament, the mental fortitude, or toughness, any of it. That's my thing. I don't think you have it. Prove me wrong. I would love you to prove me wrong, but I doubt you will. So I completely agree with you. And the reason I agree with you is it it goes into another point that I feel about Maverick Vinales. He's not a developmental rider. I don't think that he can take a bike that needs development and and help to bring that package along. I don't think he's that guy. I think that he he can make small tweaks to to help bring development to a certain fine point that will fit his riding style when it comes to a Saturday, a Sunday, you know, a Friday um, practice session. But as far as the long haul and developing a long-term package, 
this Aprilia bike, this is the first year that, that you know, this bike is, has been completely revamped. You know, we talked, I, I sent you a text, you know, a while back and said, you know, I, figured, you know, I think Aprilia took some styling cues and some engineering cues from Formula One and tried to put it in the bike I with did. the shape of that wing. Yeah. And, you know, this is right. a very unique motorcycle. Um, it's doing, it is. It's doing pretty well, you know, considering that sure. it is, you know, they, they kind of threw out the drawing board and, uh, you know, and, and went back to square one this year. And Alicia Spargo's doing well on it, but um, you know I, I just don't think Maverick Vinales can take that package and help to continue to build that onto what they're already doing. But that's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong about that. Well, I don't. I don't think you're completely wrong. I look. I. I, I think <laughs> you are what your record says you are. Right. What. What Maverick Vinales is, is a race winner, a Mark Marquez punching bag, and uh, a little man who's prone to throwing temper tantrums. <laughs> so what you're saying is I don't, I don't fit right in at the Aspargo family Christmas. Ooh, man, you just went after somebody else's family. <laughs> I'm not going after that. You know what? I, I think... So one of the things that bothered me most about this action from from Maverick was Maverick's at a place in his life now where his life is going to change. He just welcomed a baby girl. Um, or was it a baby girl? I believe it was yes, a baby girl, but Nina, he had a baby. Nina, yes. Yep. And that is going to change his life forever. If you can't handle your own mistake in that you stalled the bike on the grid and caused yourself to start it, and the way you handle it is to go out there and try to blow the motorcycle up because you're mad at yourself, that's not adulting, period. If you're mad because of something else that's outside your control, I get it, it's not healthy, but I get it. But when you do something and you make a mistake, taking it out on other people is a problem. And that's not what an adult, in my opinion, a functioning adult acts like. You know, there's plenty of people that are past the age of 18 that act that way, but I don't consider them adults. And I definitely don't want to be around them. So I I think you have to evaluate how you control yourself especially now because you've got someone depending on you and the money that you're making from your job. And this decision was made without any thought to that. And that's no longer a luxury you can afford. And so all these things got in my mind. And this is simply because I'm a parent and that's from a parent coming, you know, everything I do, I have to consider you know, about my kids. And some people say, well, then why are you still riding a motorcycle? Well, I don't try to hurt myself. I do hurt myself occasionally, (laughs) but I don't try to. Um, So I I just feel like, you know, Maverick's at a point in his life where he's at a crossroads, right? And this job for Aprilia, if he can, if he can get this under control and let's say he can give Aprilia some podiums or even a race win. And then you know what? He can retire, be a test rider, and live his best life. 
an amazing life because really all those guys are living a dream life in that right now. I mean, their, their lives are something not familiar with and you got to keep that going for as long as you can, but you can't do things like this because that'll bring a premature into it. And that just doesn't only affect you now. It affects your daughter and your baby's mother, whatever she is to you. I don't think they're married. Is he married? He may be married now too. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I just know he has a child and I thought that he was acting like a child. And as a professional, you need to do better. But as a professional and a father, you must do better. So there's a difference there to me. To me. And so I wish him the best at Apriya. I can't believe they gave him a job. I'm with you. Like, I would not have signed him after seeing that. You know, Valentino Rossi was very diplomatic about it. He said, I thought it would be worse. I hope they can work it out. I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, what a Muppet. <laughs> you know? But yeah. it, it was it it was just it's just unfortunate that it happened. Um but it is completely his fault. Everything is his fault. And he needs he, he's gonna have to change if this is going to get behind him. I think I said all that to say that. He's going to have to change his approach mentally to get all this behind him and, and to move on and be successful and have a good time and be successful at Apriya and uh, not burn any bridges there. And, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with old Maverick. But that's my thoughts. Gotcha. Fair, fair. I agree. I, you know, I can't, obviously can't speak to the, you know the parenting side of it. I don't have children. Um, well, I, well. Hey, listen. Let's know, not even but, do it with parenting. You, he's got somebody else depending on him. Period. Right. Yeah, like yeah. his, like his significant other. It, it's just. It's just. Well, as like a parent, said, my mind know, went to the kid. Right. Well, with the well, you know, like the ripple effect that we'd mentioned to it. This has already affected other parts. This is this has already affected other people, not him. You, you know, in his. And his father and his yeah, cousin, exactly. Know, and that's the that's their livelihoods. That's their dreams. Now that it is affected, um, you know, all because of how he feels he's being treated, you know, by Yamaha, um, I, you know, I, or, or what happened, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I would tell you right now, you do not want to be in the room if my son had done that with me and him. Oh, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my mind. But, JJ, if you listen to this, don't try to yeah. blow up your dirt bike. Yeah, no, no, I'm not dad of the year, evidently. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I do not accept that, and um, I would not, and and it because I would no, you know what it is? He's grown man now. Maverick's grown. Right, right. I yeah. would feel like a failure. I would feel like a failure as a father. Like I didn't, I didn't instill in him the proper way to handle hard situations and frustrating situations. 
the problem that's my with, fault but that we maverick vinales has shown this all year long when maverick whenever my, this uh, is not the first year he's shown this he's shown well, sure, this yeah yeah but it's it's magnified yeah. this year because we've seen mark marquez mark marquez just followed him around the track and it completely ruined maverick vinales for a qualifying that session. dude lives completely rent ruined. free in vinales's head <laughs> he lives rent free in there i mean he's got he's got like a five thousand square foot mansion in there man He's got a, it's got a basketball court outside, a little dirt bike track. I'm telling you, he has owned Vinales since the day he was, you know, physically big enough to race him fairly. And it, and he, it's hilarious to me. It's hilarious. Like I, they, everybody talks about how talented Vinales is. Eh. He is talented to be at that level. There's no question. Right. But part of your talent is the ability to compartmentalize and face the toughest competition out there and beat them. Mark Marquez does it. All the greats did it. Augustini did it. Schwantz, Rainey, uh, McDuin. Mavericks' uh, most, you know, former, most recent former teammate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Valentino Rossi did it. I mean, I feel like if Giberno had been doing to Vinales what he was trying to do to Rossi in those years, Vinales would have folded up and let him win. But Vign- but Rossi responded with the witch's curse. He'll never win another race as long as I'm in MotoGP. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> and guess what? He didn't win another race as long as he was Valentino Rossi was in GP, and he didn't win another race. That is different. That's what makes people like Marquez and Rossi and Agostini, those guys are different. And, you know, I feel that Mir is very much that way. He just doesn't talk. Well, you I, know, feel, I feel, it, that, I feel that, like his approach on track is much the same. Just off track, he's just really mild-mannered. You know that's a good that's a good segue though that that you made that comment because Mir did make a comment um, and said that you know Fabio's going to make mistakes. Oh yeah, you, I you loved know, it. So and you know so maybe that there's a little bit of cat and mouse you know off track from a little Mir shot as well. across and, the bow, wasn't it? And, it was a little shot across the bow. But Mir, I, I love has, it. But Mir's absolutely earned that right. You know what I mean? He is a MotoGP. He's world champion. champion. Yeah, and, that's right. Mean, He's world so, champion. And, but like you said last time we talked, you know, he's he's not he's not out of it just yet, you know. And he's doing what he no. needs to do. He's going to show up. He, he's but he's that he doesn't have assassin. any room for error. He doesn't no. have any room for one fall, one fall, and it, that Fabio doesn't fall. This is over for him, right. I think. Right. But if Fabio falls, and Mir wins a race, oh, 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 oh man, it's going to get good. Because he's absolutely right. Because pressure, I talked about momentum, and it's a funny thing. So is pressure. You know, pressure does funny things to people. Um, right now, there's no real pressure on Fabio. And have you know? So and and have has Joanne Mir raced at Silverstone yet on a, on a GP bike? Because some of these guys they haven't had any. Because we didn't have it in uh, in 2018. I think the race got canceled because of rain drainage issues, right? And then 2019 yeah. was when Renz won it and pipped it from Marquez at the line. And then last year we didn't have uh, go to Silverstone. Um, so I, 
I'm not sure. I th- and I think it wasn't the last year was the year that Fabio actually um, bend it in turn one, wasn't it? Was that was when, <laughs> or a year before? I'm sorry, 2019 maybe. It was when uh, when uh, um, Renz lost it just a little bit on turn one, and then because uh, that was when uh, Davizioso launched his bike and it exploded into a giant fireball. Oh, that <laughs> yes. So. Um, Hang on, I'm going. I'm actually. I'm interested that you brought that up. I'm going to look that up now. Um, so 2019 would have been the last year we were in Silverstone, because to your point, yep, there we go. So MotoGP. Let's see if if uh, this is interesting, Bo. You're bringing up some good points here. All right. So he has. Hang on. Let me make sure he didn't start the race. No. So Mir has never raced the GP bike at Silverstone. Okay. So he's been there because he was in Moto Two. Right, right. But he didn't but he did never he has never raced a Renz pipped Marquez at the line. You're absolutely right. Um but that's when uh Sylvan Gentile was riding for them because on didn't Andrea Inoni get suspended? That's right. Yep, that's when the suspension. Uh... Yep. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to. That suspension was that that was so to me unwarranted. I I did, That is so harsh for what that was. The, he what it wasn't like he was winning races and and the other thing is. He wasn't making it unsafe for anyone else. That was crazy. So, but anyway, that doesn't matter. That's another time, another subject. But yeah, so this will be a very interesting race in Silverstone coming up because Mir's never raced there. But we know Mir knows the track, and we know Mir is is Mir. So, and and if 2019 tells us anything, we know that Suzuki is strong there. It does. Suzuki is strong there, and I think with that squatting device, another few practices on it, it's just going to get better. Yeah, it's it's this is I mean so, this this championship is going to is an exciting championship as well, just like World Superbike was. All this stuff is just shaping up for our benefit. You know, we're the we're the, oh absolutely the parties that are enjoying it yep. all. We're benefiting from every bit of speaking of, of our benefit. So our tickets are supposed to ship next week. For Coda, so we'll be there. So if you guys are in Coda, if you see us out, we'll have PT1 shirts on. If you see us out, say hello. But uh, I'm, I think we've we've covered it, man. Did, did we forget anything? Any big news? Did we forget that? Um, you know, the only thing I was I thought we should probably touch on are the Brits um, this week. Uh, that, that come and look at oh that's a good point and you and know? you know what we did forget to mention Jake Dixon, Dixon getting the ride with Petrona yeah now Crutchlow I'm I'm cool with he's their test rider that's easy fit you and I both said Rossi should get to go back to the factory team for the rest of the year but I think Petronas <laughs> yeah. would be mad but I I don't know I don't know what happened with this relationship with Petronas and SRT I, I don't understand the ins and outs I haven't been able to find exactly what happened yet they're pulling out right but if i'm yamaha and they're going to be mad about it i'm like well whatever be mad you know um but to your point you said this 
Why is Jake Dixon getting this ride? Yeah, this one this one kind of boggles my mind a little bit. And and I think that, you know, the comment that I made to you, I'm not sure, you know, how much how much weight it really holds and and if it's if it's anything any truth to it whatsoever, but you know, Jake Dixon's results this year have not been warranted for a GP debut in my opinion, but no. Nope. It's not He's lucky co- he's a Brit. It's exactly. It's not a coincidence to me that Jake Dixon gets his MotoGP debut with SRT Yamaha um, at his home track. You know, there, that's not a coincidence to me. I, I, I feel like there's got to be something involved that, that you know, possibly they're trying. You know, I don't know if it's boosting ticket sales because a home a homegrown boy is going to be there. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, maybe. I, I felt like they could have given that ride to a number of people that were a lot more deserving. Um, but to your point, money talks, and maybe his sponsors were like, we'll kick in money, you know. He said at home race, it'll be good. So I don't know. But he but he is, you know, he, he's got some connection to them on the Moto2 side, right? So yeah, definitely. maybe that had a lot to do with it. And... And and but he hasn't earned it a hundred percent. So we'll see what he does. Now this guy might come out here and shock the world. We don't know. Not really. He's on a two year old bike. But <laughs> you know, I I'm just trying to be positive. Um but yeah, so we'll see, man. I, I, I was a little bit surprised that he got that chance. Um I I would love to see and Jake Gagne get that shot. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I almost feel that the possibly the reason that you know another uh, Garrett Gerloff wasn't offered that was either one of two things um, was one because of the reputation he had started to receive. He's and, still on punishment. Yeah, he's still on his. He's punishment. still on timeout with Yamaha, probably. That's right. Uh, but also the the you know they kicked their season back up again, you know, and they're not on break anymore. So they they he is fighting for the independent championship. So. Uh, you know that may have something to do with it as well. But even sure. top, you know, a top rack, top rack's fighting for the the actual World Superbike Championship this year. So that's you know probably why he wouldn't be interested in that. And I think he's pretty pretty committed to World Superbike as well. Yeah, he he really is. He um he he doesn't he signed two years and I, his manager even said, why would we go finish fifth and sixth? in MotoGP when we can fight for a world championship here. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. But no, I, I think the rest I, of the year will be interesting for Yamaha, both seats, right? Oh, agreed. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, for Yamaha to, to end that relationship with Vinales so quickly too, really speaks to how proud they are of that program and how much they invest in it. And how protective they are of it, because you know, essentially they they may throw away a team championship now because of that. You know, they they could throw away a manufacturer's championship because of that. I'm not sure where they are in the standings, but you know, you take away Vinales, who is a fast rider, um, you take away that chance that he could finish well for you along with Fabio, and you put a lot more pressure on Fabio yeah. to go out. You know, obviously we saw Marquez win the 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 triple crown by himself in uh 2019 but uh, <laughs> right right um 
But yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, to me, but, that that just speaks a lot about Yamaha and how protective they are of their own program. That they're willing to sacrifice a team championship and a manufacturer's championship um, solely to keep the the health of their organization and, and positive. Yeah. It, it, this is look. This is going to be an interesting sec, you know rest of the year for Yamaha outside the Fabio side. They've got a one guy fighting for the world title. And they've got another bike where they don't know who's on it every week. That's interesting. And oddly enough, their satellite team is in the same boat. Right. I don't think I've ever seen this. So it will be an interesting year to be sure. And I am, uh, I got my popcorn ready. Oh, I'm yeah. ready to watch it. it. <laughs> it's, it gets better. It's just getting better as the years go on, you know? Absolutely. I, look, the drama is what we love to see. If it's ho-hum, <laughs> yeah. set your watch by the result. We talked about this with Moto America. It, we still love to watch racing, but it's like, okay, well, who's going to finish second? That's what I'm looking for, right? Yeah. And But this one, we don't know. This is this has been really good racing this year. We've had a lot of different winners and um, in both series. Yeah. So, yep. you know, the World Series right now, they're bringing it, and I'm loving it. So let's keep it going. More drama. You know, hey, let's. What if Mir takes Fabio out? Ooh, <laughs> not gonna happen. But what if what if Fabio falls trying to catch Mir and bumps him, and Mir saves it and finishes? Ooh. Meanwhile, Bagnaya wins yeah. the race, and now he's in. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? As, as There's well. so many. Well, you're so many out, things can happen. You're leaving out uh, your boy Zarco too. I mean, Zarco, he could just show up and run away with it. Viva la France! The last six years of Silverstone have had six different winners. I think yeah. this was the uh, stat that I saw from MotoGP today. That's right. That's right. So it's you know I I am excited for the weekend actually because I think this is really gonna if if Fabio can win and Mir crashes, I know what's gonna happen. For the rest of the year, I feel like, but I want some drama. So I want if Mir beats Fabio again, yeah, it starts to get interesting, right? Because you're like, well, yeah, he's still that, got that, that pressure is going to start to build on Fabio. That's right. It just starts ratcheting up. So and Mir's I'm, your boy, so you're going to be pulled for him anyway. Yeah, I like Mir. He is my dude. Um, I, I've always, I've always thought he was great, um, and. Uh, it's been fun to watch him get better and better and better as he's gotten older. Cause you know, sometimes guys are great in the lower classes and they get to the upper class, the, the GP class and they're, they're okay. But he's, he's won a world championship already, man. So this will be, this will be something special for, for sure. All right. Well, I think I'm, pretty much covered everything we had to cover Bo did, did I forget something no I don't think so this one was a fun one definitely we had uh we had a lot I feel like we had a lot going on going on off track you know just as much as we did on track uh, this week so yeah um no this one's been good and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh to this weekend at uh Silverstone yeah so am I well you know out there in podcast land if you're listening to us and you're enjoying the podcast, thank you for listening. Please give us a review to help us um, maybe 
widen our area and our uh, influence on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, however you're listening to us. Um, but also, we are on social media. I know a lot of people have followed us in the last couple of weeks. Um, Parked and Turn One on Instagram and Facebook. And we will post up at least once a week, usually. And as we start getting into my, we both have operational bikes again. We'll be posting a lot more with stuff we're doing and keeping up with. But, uh, you know, as always, we're thankful that you're listening and we want to keep you, tell you to keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. I'm Jason, aka Captain Novice, and my buddy Bo saying good night and drive safe to the track this weekend. Take care, everyone.